Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for a radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com here in Mississippi, we're glad that you all could join us. Also, it's tuning in through online affiliates around the world. We're glad that you all could join us as well. I'm excited to welcome back J.J. Winston to our broadcast today. And it's appropriate as May is being celebrated for a lot of things, including Mental Health Awareness Month. And even though J.J. has written books that are fiction, her character is definitely dealing with some real world issues like what we see going on today. I first got to know her from the book The Anniversary. She followed it up with another book called The Commemoration. I have both of them here in print here with me in the office. We're going to talk to JJ not only about her love of storytelling, but also what it's been like for her to share some important messages and to entertain along the way. If you'll not staying connected with JJ, we'll let you know where to find her as well. JJ, welcome back to the broadcast. Thank you for having me, Cyrus. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. Look, the pleasure is definitely all mine. So, J.J., you've been up to a whole lot since the last time you, you've been on with us. Not only, of course, have you been sharing the messages of your book, the anniversary, the commemoration. You've been, I've been noticing you've been doing a lot of in-person events as well. What has it been like for you, J.J., to be able to share your messages about your books with the world? It has been wonderful, and it's given me a really good platform to just really be able to discuss what my first love is, and that's mental health. Um, when I was young and in high school, um, one of my peers committed suicide, and that really um, pushed me to want to be into um, the social services field. So for 19 years, I worked at the Cuyahoga County Alcohol, Drug, and Mental Health Board. So I, I'm so happy to be able to use my platform to talk about, you know, mental health and let people know about it. J.J., I went back as I was prepping for this segment. You first appeared on this program during July 2018, five years ago, uh, and we were talking about the anniversary at that point, and you were on because that July is being recognized as Men Talk Health Awareness Month. Of course, as I mentioned, May is recognized as Mental Health Awareness Month. What does it feel like for you to tap into what is already becoming a topic of conversation, J.J., when it comes to mental health, and then, of course, be able to use your books to kind of tie into that. Well, you know, it's, it's so funny how now we are having a really good, robust discussion about mental health. We weren't having it the way we were in 2018. It wasn't, I mean, now it's like different. And I think that COVID did a real big, played a real big part. And making it, you know, something that people are talking about, it's on people's lips. I think it's really important that we really just um, work on our mental health. And we look at what's happening in our world, we know that there is an issue. So being able to get out and be able to meet people and to be able to see people in person has just been wonderful. So let's talk about Granville Stubbs. We first meet him in the anniversary, J.J. How did he initially come to you as a character? Well, you know, in my work um, in mental health, what I noticed is that particularly within the African-American community, it's always been a very serious stigma attached to mental health. And I would see people as they would come in to meet with me, we we just really upset and not wanting people to know about what was going on with them. And also what I saw 
is that when we think about mental health, we always think about people who are just, you know, poor and poverty, you know, having a whole bunch of different social issues. And I thought it would be very interesting to write my character about someone who is, you know, none of those things. My character is, you know, a middle-class educated man. And I want people to understand that mental health does not have a face. It does not have a gender. It does not have a religion. It does not have a race. It, it hits people equally across all socioeconomic uh, demographics. And so I really wanted to use my character to really show that. Right, right. And one of the characters that really helps, I think, um, in helping us understand the importance of addressing these things is Mr. Green. So I want you to talk about that because uh, not to give anything away, but Granville meets Mr. Grange at a really a turning point in his life, right? Um, what was it like for you to have someone like Mr. Grange kind of talk about, for one, the importance of talking about our problems, but also, of course, the work that's done both internally and externally? I think that, you know, Mr. Grange, he was his counselor, and that's really important that if we're having issues, something that could be, you know, taking care of with a Band-Aid becomes a surgical wound. Hmm. And we see that often where people just keep pushing things down. They're not getting the assistance that they need. And in my novel, I wanted to show how counseling and therapy can really be beneficial to people. And that's what this character did for Granville. Yeah. When you wrote the anniversary, J.J., did you know that there was more you wanted to say, or was the commemoration just kind of birthed out of the fact that the conversations you had started with the anniversary? The, it definitely the later. It um, okay. Basically, it was birthed out of, you know, the conversations I was having with um, about mental health. And then, you know, I, I just have some other things I thought were really important. And one is um, sickle cell awareness because the second mm. book has like three different things to it. And the reason why I wanted to include sickle cell is because that's something that personally touches my life. Um, I have a daughter who lives daily with sickle cell and a number of family members. I even lost my father when I was a child from sickle cell disease. And a lot of people still don't know about it. So I wanted to use my platform as a way to raise awareness. And then lastly, I wanted to use my platform to really raise awareness about human trafficking. I live in Ohio, and it is number four in the country for human trafficking. And when I worked at the Adams Board, I worked with numbers of people who were human trafficking victims, and I really wanted to use my um, novel to let people know and understand that human trafficking is not always, you know, sexual. It is a form of slavery. A lot of people are forced into work for no pay, or for very low pay, um, and it's slavery. And so I really wanted to use my platform to raise awareness about that because it's something that is happening all across our country, and it, and I wanted to shine a light on that. Right. Uh, you mentioned, of course, the personal connection uh, that you had with Sickle Cell, and I appreciate you sharing that. So talk to us about creating the character Jolene. How did you kind of come across crafting her and her situation in the book of the commemoration, J.J.? Well, you know, I, I kind of fashioned it about, you know, off people that I know, including my daughter. Well, mm-hmm. people, you know, for me, I'm going to use me as an example. I have a parent that passed away from sickle cell disease, and on top of that I have a number of aunts and uncles who also passed away due to sickle cell disease. And I know a lot about it 
but as a child and growing up, I was unaware that there were different forms of sickle cell disease. And when I started dating my husband, that was one of the first questions I was always told to ask, you know, do you have any forms of sickle cell? And he said no, because he wasn't tested during his age group, and I was unaware that there were different forms of it. And I really wanted to use my platform to raise awareness about that because people do need, to, you know, to know about it, and particularly people in the African-American community because it's more prevalent than people may realize. Yeah. I think that is it. And I think, too, we're able to get such a great – I'm so glad you mentioned about the layers of the commemoration. I'm going to remind our audience that they can get both books, JJ. But I want to say for those who are just tuning in, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome back JJ Winston to our broadcast. Already you guys can tell that she's written some books that have a lot in them, a lot of things we can relate to. And even though it's fiction, there's a lot of truth for people out there as well. Uh, you and I didn't have this conversation, uh, J.J., but I'm almost certain it's happened. Have you had people come up to you and say that you have wrote my story? Yes, and, you know, I often have people come up and ask me, who are these people? They believe that they're real people, and they're not. They're fiction. But it feels real, and, it, you know, they, it seems real because what I tried to do was use the experience that I've had um, and also my education. I'm very educated when it comes to mental health. I have both right. a bachelor's degree and a master's degree in social work, and I'm a licensed independent social worker with supervisory designation. I've worked with people, thousands of people, hundreds of people, you know, and I just try to take little bits and pieces of different people's stories and tie it in, make it one, and make it relatable because what my characters are dealing with is what we're often as individuals are dealing with in our day-to-day life. Right. Such a great point. So I want to talk about another thing, because we do see an interesting transformation with with Granville, right? I think it, as for people who have read, you know, um, the, the book, The Anniversary, to see him in the commemoration, we're able to see his growth, see the challenges. Of course, he has a lot of things that hit literally uh, at home, what was it like for you to kind of see his own his own transformation and the way he was able to grow? What I'm hoping is is that people will use my character as a blueprint so that we all can grow. Because oftentimes, okay. you know, if we're stuck and not, you know, trying to, you know, learn about what's going on with us, you know, he had a real issue. And part of it is if he had just been honest and talked with, you know, professionals, he might have been in a different situation. Oftentimes, you know, when we're having situations, what we do is we push it down, we drink, we use drugs. Those are some of the things my character did to try to deal with his demons. And as he got older and he became more aware of what, you know, different therapeutic options were available to him, you know, he he did different things to manage his disease. And you do see a lot of growth. And I'm just hopeful that, you know, as all of us, you know, age, <laughs> Hopefully, we continue to grow as we age. Right. There, there is an interesting thing that happens in the commemoration that, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk about again. As May is recognized sure. as a lot of things, including Mental Health Awareness Month, there is the idea of conversations because as we're talking about sickle cell, I have a very good friend of mine that I went to school with, uh, JJ, 
who we didn't know at the time when we were in school together, he missed a lot of school and things. It's because he was in the hospital, you know, dealing with, with complications from sickle cell. Uh, and so he's now an, is an adult, and he's been sharing his story. He's been on this platform sharing his story too. I bring that up for this reason. I think a lot of times we don't have those conversations. And what Grant, uh, it was interesting to hear Granville say even to the doctor um, in the commemoration was, you know, talk, kind of talking about, you know, the, the, the trait, you know, isn't it something that's tested at birth? Are those conversations you hope also happen? Because I think that's something that's definitely not talked a lot about, J.J., about testing that, you know, that, that may be done early, uh, especially if you know you have a trait. Um, talk to us about that. What has that been like for you to be a part of individuals having that conversation? I think that is a very important conversation. As I, you know, mentioned, I, because I lost a parent, knew that I was a carrier of sickle cell. Okay. But my husband was completely unaware of that. And mm. But now people, I do want to stress, people are tested at birth, but I don't think that we all understand the ramifications of carrying a sickle cell trait. You know, if you don't understand what it means to, you know, if you have a child with somebody else who has a sickle cell trait, that the child could have sickle cell disease. People don't often understand that. And I've also, you know, throughout my, you know, life, I've talked with different doctors who have told me that they have patients who they were told that they had sickle cell disease, but they just basically were in denial. And so they got very ill. And then you go, you know, you have sickle cell disease, and they go, no, I don't. You know, I think that it's really important that, you know, we, again, make this a conversation. And also I want to talk about the parallels. What also made me want to include sickle cell inside the commemoration is that sickle cell and mental health have a lot of parallels to each other. They're both silent disorders. People who have them often look healthy. They look well. Everything looks great until it's not. And so that's why I just thought it was really interesting and important, and I wanted to include it. Right. Is this um, one thing we have not talked about, even though we've kind of touched on it in this conversation, JJ, is your love of storytelling. If I had met you 20 years ago, would I have been surprised that writing was something you were interested in, or is that something you've always known you wanted to do in some way? I think you probably would not be surprised. I was, you know, I was a pretty good student, but I was a very good English student. I was always in honors English, and the one thing that I, you know, love is to read. I've always been someone who loved to read, and when I was a child, I would read like 50 books in the summer, 100 books in the summer, um, and I just loved to go to the library, and I'm going to say I am who I am because of librarians. So yeah. be nice to your librarians, people, because they really help your <laughs> students and your kids. <laughs> right. They knew me at the library. And I'm yeah. also going to say I'm somewhat of an egomaniac. As I read and read and read, I'm going, if everybody else can do this, why can't I do it? Hmm. And so I did it. And I put yeah. it on my bucket list of life. Oprah always says, I, read, I saw one of her shows. She said you should have 100 things on your bucket list of life to do. And so I said, I'm going to write a book. That was one of the things on my bucket list. And I feel very wow. good that I fulfilled that. Wow. Well, you not only wrote a book. You wrote another book, and you have a workbook. Talk to us about the workbook for the anniversary. The workbook is a is an excellent tool. Um, people really do enjoy it, and I wrote it because 
after people read the anniversary, they were saying that they loved how, you know, they were entertained and they felt like they learned a lot. I spoke at the law school when the librarian there went through my book and said she could not believe that all the resources, she looked them up and that they were all true, that were contained in my book. People were saying that they wanted to have more information, so that's why I did the workbook. It's very helpful for people who want to have, you know, who have a book club that would like to pick my book as one of their um, book club uh, monthly books or whatnot. It has uh, reading questions. It has um, exercises that just very simple and to try to get people who may not have an understanding of mental health to just get a, a, a small understanding of it. And it's also for lay people. You know, oftentimes when people go to the doctors and they go to the counselors and therapists, they don't know what they're saying to them. And I wanted to write a, a workbook to help people understand what the therapists and the counselors are conveying. Gotcha. So I gotcha. think it's helpful. And I'm working on well, my third novel right now. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, now I have to ask you then. See, I, I didn't realize that, J.J. Is it a continuation of, of Granville and his family, or is it a new character? It is. It is. Okay. It has some new characters in it. Just like in the commemoration, I introduced some new characters. Hmm. And um, oh. But uh, it does have some new characters, but it's, it's the trilogy. So I'm working on that as we speak. All right. Well, that gives us something to look forward to. Again, everyone, J.J. Winston has been our guest. J.J., five years is five years too long, so we look forward to our next conversation together. She's the author of The Anniversary and The Commemoration. Both of them are available through Amazon.com. J.J. also has a website, so J.J., let our audience know how they can find your website. You can just go to www.novelistjjwinston.com. And, you know, we have... uh, a lot of different options for the books, including a gift basket. And if you buy oh, all wow. three of my novels, you get a very big discount. So I'm looking forward to hearing from your readers and your listeners. And I really am so appreciative that I've had an opportunity to, again, be a guest on your show. And I agree. Five years is too long. I'm going to be back before that next time, hopefully. There you go. Well, we were just talking for our audience. We were just talking before the show about doing another show. So we'll definitely we'll keep you all posted on that. But, J.J., continued success to you. And thank you again for the time. Really do appreciate it. And thank you, Cyrus, for having me. Have a great glad to, uh, week. <laughs> hey, you as well. You as well. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. And let's go make today amazing. Take care. <laughs>